0: Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. We are so glad that you have joined us for this podcast. And as, I, as last week, we also, this week, we have a couple of our leading ladies uh, for women around the world that are going to share a little bit of their testimony they shared this uh, during conference time, and, but I want you to know them a little better. Last week, you got to listen to Christy and to Dara, and this week, you're going to be listening to Sarah Radford, and many of you uh, have heard uh, Sarah Radford has been on the podcast, but I want you to hear her story a little bit farther tonight.
1: take just a few minutes to talk to you guys about faith in the middle of the battle because we're all sometimes in some kind of battle in one sort of another anybody in here been in a battle right so when we first decided on the warrior theme the first thing I thought about was the shield of faith because we just got done with the Armor of God series in Kids Rock and Nora's little AHG group. We've been talking about the Armor of God. So that's immediately what I thought of was the shield of faith. And so Ephesians 6:16 6, kept going over and over in, in my head. In all circumstances, hold faith as a shield to quench all the fiery arrows from the evil one. And sometimes we say it a lot, when, when it rains, it what? it pours so it feels like the fiery darts from the evil one are coming they're coming at you they just keep coming and they won't stop and i had the privilege of sharing on um bella's podcast uh, at the table with darlene a couple weeks ago a little bit of Nora's story the battle that we're going through with with that and so i won't rehash all of that but it is a good podcast to listen to if you guys want to look that up sometime but in a nutshell late in 2018 Um, Our daughter, Nora, who was six at the time, was diagnosed uh, with a catastrophic form of epilepsy called Lennox-Gastaut syndrome. Totally out of the blue, we were just taken by surprise. And since then, we've been on this journey that I never dreamed that we would be on. And not only have we been on a journey, but we've been in a battle. And there were periods of times when Nora would just have hundreds of seizures a day and our nights were just filled with like traumatic tonic-clonic seizures all night and it was just a, tra- a traumatic time for for all of us and when you hold your child as they ha- they're having a seizure for a, a long extended period of time you find yourself uh, you know they're they're not breathing they're turning blue and you find yourself unable to catch your breath as well and the battle begins to take a toll on you. And during this time, I really just felt like my faith was just exhausted. It just got def- def- just deflated. I knew the word of God. I knew what it says. But all I could see was directly in front of me. My daughter was struggling so much. I could not for the life of me get a vision of seeing her healed because the struggle right in front of me was so was so severe, I couldn't see um, the seizure slowing down or, or stopping. When the Bible says, "Was out of vision, the people they perish," and I just felt that in my life. I felt my breath being restricted. Have you guys ever heard that statement that sight is what you see when your eyes are open, but vision is what you see when your eyes are closed? and when i closed my eyes all i seen was the reality was what was in front of me and as a mother i was heartbroken to say the very least but that wasn't the end of our story we've been in the middle of a battle and if you would have asked me four years ago if i was a warrior i would have laughed at you and said no i'm a lover i'm not a warrior but the definition of a warrior and miss Sonia kind of hit on that Uh, yesterday is being engaged in warfare uh, or some kind of struggle and when I say my family and not just my family but my church family literally picked us up off of the ground put a sword in our hand and the shield of faith on our arm and together we have been fighting a battle so yes I am a warrior we are warriors So guys, faith is the ingredient that God is looking for to produce what we don't even think is possible right now. I feel like God is saying that he wants to revive our faith. Uh, And this just is what God's speaking to me, just sharing a little bit. And I'm sure there's somebody out here who might be feeling kind of the same way. The word revive means to give new strength or new energy to. And some of you guys, you've came in and your faith's not dead. You still believe God you're just defeated or you're deflated. You're discouraged. You've stopped believing for God to work in that difficult situation in your life. It's like, yeah, I tried before and it didn't work out. Or yeah, we, I believed God for it and I didn't see it happen. You guys, this is just my piece of my story. Just like Like Dara said, these are just pieces of our story. And I'm talking about healing because that's what my faith's on the line for right now. But you have a story. Your sister has a story. Your brother has a story. We all have those fiery darts that are coming at us to attack us. And they all look different for each of us. And maybe you've come in here and you're battle-worn. You're tired. You're maybe about to give up. And you found yourself saying words like, maybe it's just not meant to be. Maybe I'm not meant to be a business owner. Maybe I'm not meant to have children. God didn't want me to have children. Maybe my child will never be saved. My child will never be healed. Maybe I'm 40 years old and I'm single. I guess I'm just not supposed to be married. My marriage is in shambles and the only way out is divorce. I wanna encourage somebody here today whose faith is on life support. Faith and facts, they work together, okay? So facts, are what's happening. It's what you see, but faith is what can happen. God's not asking you to ignore the facts going on. He's saying, I want you to apply some faith to those facts and just see what I won't do. So some of us have, we don't have a problem. We can believe that God can do, God can do it, but we have a problem with believing that he can do it for us. And some of us have based our faith on what was said the diagnosis that was given we heard it but god's asking what did i say about you what did god say about your situation our faith shouldn't be moved by our circumstances and the things that are going on around us our faith should be that ingredient that is moving the situations and the circumstances what's that scripture it talks about if you have faith the size of a mustard seed what can you do You can move the mountains. And God's just asking us today to get a vision. If I asked you today, what can you believe for God to do in your life? Would you guys have a specific answer for that? Or have you been so discouraged for so long that you won't let yourself dream again? You won't allow yourself to grab a hold of that vision of what God can do in your life. And what is that thing that God had placed in your in in your heart what do you see when your eyes are closed what's that vision what can you imagine god doing in your life and some of you guys are sitting here and you're thinking and you're taking inventory and you're thinking yeah i would forgot about that or i put that on the back burner several years ago i'm asking you god's asking you to begin to dream again begin to believe begin to see your wayward son coming back to christ begin to see your daughter healed begin to get a vision of yourself on the mission field in full-time ministry, see your marriage strong and restored. I dare you to believe God. What can you see with your eyes closed? Look beyond your bank account, looking beyond what's in front of you. I wanna challenge you guys to dream again, to dream with the faith element, your faith in there, that if God doesn't do it, it's okay, but he can't do it unless you put your faith in it. So lastly, real quick, I know my time's running out, but yesterday, as we were waiting for our time to come up here and speak, Luke came up to me, and he said, oh, people were giving their testimony. He said, is Nora going to give her, her testimony? And I said, no, she's she's not going to give her testimony. He thinks a minute and he says, Nora's going to give her testimony. I'm like, kind of like he knows something about the schedule that I don't. And I say, she's not even here. She's not. She had to leave for a minute, and she's going to come back, but she's not on the on the schedule she's not giving her testimony and he said no nora will give her testimony it may not be today but there will come a time that she will stand up here healthy and whole and declare the wonderful works of the lord i was reminded of a scripture a couple times ago when uh brother eric was here he shared a scripture with nora psalms 27 13 through 14 and we've hung on to that i would have lost heart unless i had believed that i would see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living the next verse wait on the lord be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart wait i say in the lord there's another translation that says i will remain confident in this i will see the goodness of the lord and i just want to implore you guys don't lose heart dare to dream open your eyes Not your physical eyes. Open your heart to see the vision of what God can do if you put your faith out there.
0: Thank you for listening to Sarah Radford and uh, her testimony. And I know that God's got some really wonderful things for that sweet girl. Uh, She's being asked a lot to uh, come and minister, and uh, she's great with kids and uh, speaking to people. I know you enjoyed it, and now I want you to listen to Carissa. Uh, Carissa is, uh, Carissa Gonzalez, she has been also on our program, and uh, we just love Carissa. She's a mighty woman of God. Uh, God has anointed her and uh, using her. And so I just want you to listen to a little bit of her time of speaking at our ladies conference. Carissa, take it away.
2: story okay a lot of the things I'm going to talk about it's I'm like well this isn't really much to talk about it's like everybody's been not everybody but I'm sure everybody in here has been through some of the things you know that I've been through so I'm like we've all been through stuff right but this is my story like Dara said this is just me um, and some of these things I you know I've talked about my brothers talked about so a lot of us know you know these things but um so I, I believe that part of being a warrior means that we've been through some junk right we've been through some stuff maybe some maybe we felt some shame some guilt betrayal and like Sarah said the definition of a it was going through struggles, you know? So, so we've been through struggles, right? So we're all warriors. If you know, if you, if you're fighting a battle, we're a warrior, right? Um, but it's how we handle that, right? So um, it doesn't mean that it's been an easy ride. None of us have had an easy ride. God's word doesn't say it'd be easy, but he said he would get through it with us right okay so um, I'm gonna go back to you know uh, my parents getting a divorce uh, my, my sister went to college so is my mom and bro- my brother and I and I am gonna cry I'll just let you know that um, so anyways um, we went through this so that's my brother and I are so close because we've been through some stuff together you know um, so my, my, uh, my dad left and is all we had is a house because my mom inherited that from my, my grandpa and so we had nothing like we barely had food to eat we didn't even have a car there was a lady in the church you know exactly who you are they would come to my house and pick us up and take us to church anything we had was because my father oh my father he's so good and so i know a lot of us have been through that we've been through divorce we've been through struggles um but i remember those days i didn't even know we were poor you'll never hear me say i'm broke or poor never because i know who my father my father he has cattle you know and hills and all the you know the scriptures and all those things you know and so anyway she would take us back forth. she'd take us to the store buy his groceries she would do whatever needed she just loved on us and it was somebody in church that did that and so um I, I remember my brother, and he didn't have any clothes on, he just had his pajamas on, and I remember him holding his Bible up one Sunday. And there's so many things that happened in our lives, but one of these things stood out when he said, girls, we're gonna have church today. Mom, Krista, we're having church. He held that Bible up in his, in his pajamas, shorts, and I remember they were blue. I don't know why I remember these things, but I remember saying we can't get to church because she was busy that day or something out of town. And he held that Bible up and we had church because church, we are the church. It's, it's not confined in these walls, right? Um, so I, I remember those days you know so then during that time I met a guy so y'all know where this is going right okay so guess what happened hmm, I got pregnant okay so I'm like yeah sure everybody's been through teenage not everybody but a lot of people nowadays but back then and even you know like my mom in her days like if, if a girl got pregnant it was it was bad like you was supposed to be doing any of that stuff I was going to church I was serving God I was supposed to be living a Christian life but you know I got pregnant so you know what I was doing I, I wasn't following God right okay so um so anyway, a year, you know, I, I, I was in this relationship for a year, in and out of the relationship. I was, I was a senior. I was captain of the volleyball team. Life, you know, was good. But I was doing things that Jesus would never do, you know. I, I was not, not living my life like I should. Um, so I remember that feeling of feeling so paralyzed. I just told my daughter this not too long ago that I thought I'm going to get an abortion. I knew that it was murder. I knew that it was wrong. But in my mind, I'm like, I cannot do this. I can't tell my mom. I disappoint my mom. I disappoint my church family. I can't do this. I can't walk through this. So then I thought, no, that's wrong. That's hard. No, what, what do I do? What do I do? My brother says, that's what all time. I don't know what to do. So I was going to like run away. Okay. So I thought, okay, I'm going to run away. Nobody will ever know. I'll just go away, have the baby and then give it to somebody else. Okay. So I was going through all these things and I said, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Okay. I'm just not going to tell anybody. I'm going to finish out my senior year, go to school, do all this. I, I just, okay, I'm just going to just, just run away from all the problems. Just, just keep walking life. Well then my daughter's dad decided to go tell our youth pastors and I was supposed to be keeping this a secret I was so mad at him so it goes to our youth pastors and I'm like what no we weren't gonna tell anybody so I was so mad and so anyway um I, I remember sitting with Missy and Dwayne our youth pastors have been such a big part of our life guys right I remember sitting with Dwayne and Missy and my mom and me and, and I sat there forever trying to tell my mom it was a struggle and I said um, and i said Dwayne said okay so if you have any doubt you can't get married these are your options Krista. we know abortion isn't on the table and i was like "Well, well why not you know i was thinking why not but if i hadn't had somebody warriors like they were the things they've been through speak that into my life what if i had gotten an abortion maybe i'd made that choice as a crazy teenager thinking all these things i didn't know where my life was going that's why we need people like that in our lives um And so um, I was just so thankful for that, you know? My mom was there, and I remember my mom saying, what, Dwayne said, Carol, what, what, are, what are you, what are you going to say? Like she just sat there. She said, well, we're going to raise this baby. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> and my mom was such a warrior, you know? Um, so a couple years later down the road, I started, I did, we didn't get married, but I started having these thoughts, you know, that I can never fulfill God's call. I'm going to be a single, I'm going to be a single mom. I, I, i never, no one's ever going to want me, you know? So I started thinking all these things. So I ended up marrying my daughter's dad. Um, so I, and, and just, this is a side note. Um, if you've got to ask other people in your life, should I marry? this person try like be with this person okay it's probably not a good idea just obey God and be obedient quit being disobedient because when you're disobedient you know you know that voice inside when you're when you're being disobedient it's just gonna cause pain because it caused me a lot of pain. So I got married a month later. I got pregnant, and then he was also unfaithful to me. One month of being married, he was unfaithful to me, and I thought, I'm pregnant. So now I'm like, what do I do? So anyway, long story short, we uh, we, we tried to make it work, and this and that, and, and we we separated. We got back together. So for 13 years, I was in that marriage. We tried to make it work. It just didn't. So there was all kinds of sketchy things going on um, in the marriage, and then I found out more sketchy things were going on. So 13 years later, I prayed about it. I fasted. I did everything that I, I was supposed to to you know do and try in a marriage I try to be a, a good godly wife and I remember coming to church trying to speak and preach after I had been cussed out and all these things and I have told pastor that before I'm like it's just, I'm struggling to preach because this just happened at home and it was just such a struggle but I kept running towards God and he kept running away from God and that is the key that God has saved me in my life because I keep running towards him and so um just, you know, he said that he would be faithful to me. He would travel the world because I know God's called me to more than just Farmington. I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to do a lot for God because I am a warrior. Whether I think or believe it, I am. I'm confessing that in my life. And so he said my ex-husband now, because we did get a divorce, said that he would do all these things. But what was my God saying at the time? I was disobedient. I wasn't listening to my God. I was listening to a man. And so, um, that's the thing. You've got to listen to God when he's speaking to you. And I am 40 something years old right now. And I'm still learning this and I'm still a single mom. I've been I've been single for a long time. I dated one guy and God said, that's not the right one. And I, I was upset because I'm like, God, I don't understand. He's a good guy. He goes to church. He said, he's not the one, But, but God, I'm still single. I don't understand. I'm trying to do everything right. Like, what's the problem? You know, um, so that in, in 2012, it was a rough year for me. So I got a divorce and. The one person in my life that was stable, who my brother was too, but he went away to college too. But my mom, my mom was, she was a pillar in my life. She was a warrior. I lost my mom into cancer and that was hard. That was hard. I, I knew that, you know, we were all like, God, your will to be done if she, um. If she's not going to be healed on earth, then, you know, and she knew my mom, she was trying to get everybody saved, all her hospice workers and everything, tried to get them all saved. Um, and, and she would speak life to them to the day she died. She just was, she was a warrior. And so I thought, Oh no, what do I do? I don't have my mom. I, you know, I'm going through a divorce and that's the time that you would need your mama. Right. But I'm so thankful for my church family. So I, uh, that was a rough year. You know, all those struggles I went through, there were times like it took me back to when we didn't have, we didn't have things to eat. I remember there were times I was struggling to feed my kids, you know, when I got a divorce. But there were so many times people just would bring my family because I'm not the type of like, I don't have any food or anything. I'll just keep it quiet and I'll just starve. Um, no, <laughs> but, um, but people would bring food on my door and put it on my doorstep and I would just weep. Because My God is so faithful to me and I I just can't get over it. in the scripture Psalm 37:25 says I have been young and now I'm old yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread I've always been a giver and my God has always provided my dad would always say when he was um, younger we, we could never say we didn't have food if they had one can of beans for eight kids that was okay and I'm thinking beans, but you had food, you know? So I always had something in the cabinet. What it wasn't always what I wanted. I may not be able to go out for a steak dinner and all those things, but, and real quick, I know I'm up on time. In 2020, I was quarantined. God has been so good to me through all my life, through all this stuff we've been through. God's good, isn't he? So in 2020, I was quarantined and a friend, you know who you are, brought me food to my door. I had just went and got a grocery pickup too. I didn't have any symptoms or anything, but I got my grocery pickup and went home. And then all this food she brought to my house and I was like, oh, I had food, you know, it was. But as I was putting the food away, I was reminded God spoke to me through laundry detergent and cake cups that Chris, I want the best. It was all neighbor and stuff too. But the crazy thing, and you know me, I'm Charlie Chiefy. I'm resourceful, resourceful, as Sarah says. But anyway, um, God spoke to me through that. And, and I was just weeping, putting all that away. This you know, God says, I am here for you. I am faithful. And the thing of it is that person said, you know, I was like, how did she know that I, I drink decaf coffee, almond milk, like all these things everything was what I there's no way that she could have known that it had to be God and she said the Holy Spirit helped me through the store and spoke to me to buy these things for you and it wasn't that I needed food I mean I had cabinets full but it was these special things and God says Krista I want the very best for you I'm putting this in your cabinet to show you how faithful I am and every single thing that I have been through in my life God has been so faithful so we're gonna go through some junk God is bringing to fruition some things in my life now that he spoke to me 25 30 years ago I'm working at the church now and there's so many things God's doing in my that I never thought I would see. See, it was still there, but it's not that ride that I thought it would be. It's not like that smooth sailing. It's been like this and this and this and this, all kinds of craziness, but my God is faithful. So I am claiming that I am a warrior.
0: Thank you for joining us today at At the Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at DarleneSolidRock at gmail.com. Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At the Table. You can also check us out at darleneroads.org. Also at WAWMinistries.org.
2: Thanks again for joining us and at the table with Darlene.